Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my usually Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. The reason why I'm on on a Thursday, get away from there, Toby, is because uh, I missed Monday and I wanted to make sure that you guys get your three episodes in for the week. So I'm here on Thursday, but normally we do Monday through Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice, my name is Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I am the host of the show and owner and operator of, of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help entrepreneurs and creatives like yourself get your business paperwork together so you can uh, hit these business streets with confidence and grow with confidence. Things like getting your articles of incorporation, getting EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have appropriate contracts, getting... Um, making sure you have hiring and training strategies that don't get you sued for discrimination and basic branding strategies to protect your business ideas. These are all things that I can help you with. Um, if you are wondering why well, I'm qualified to help you do these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I've been one for 15 years in accounting with a specialization in business formation. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school. But a lot of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things you need to know. There's no way around it, so that's why I'm here, okay? So if you're in the startup phase of your business, or you've been in business for a while, but you need some structure, or you've just got a business idea, and you have no idea where to start, I am the person that you want to talk to, okay? Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation if you're a first-time client. If you're not a first-time client, you can also... Um, you can book the Talk to Me Tuesday session, which is 25 minutes for $25, or you can do a full one-hour session with me for $279, all right? That's all at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, as well at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. You can download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. <clears throat> Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you ever miss a live broadcast of this show, you can catch up at your leisure. Uh, that's also where you can get a lot of my digital products like my Let's Get um, Duns, no, my Duns number uh, video training where I take you through the ins and outs of Duns numbers and we apply for one together. I take you to the site and we, um, you know, show you all the, um, all the steps. And last but not least, is at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can get your NPL Legal Dish merch, like this cute tee. They come in three colors, black, white, and navy blue. The navy blue one has like a blue and green, um, you know, gradient type thing on the on the logo. But yeah, so Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, there's lots of cool stuff over there. Go check it out. Go, um, you know, have a ball. Um, and uh, I'll see you there. Now, uh, let's get to why y'all are here. You didn't come to hear me show my wares. You came here to hear some stories, right? Um, but just in case we have some people who end up watching who don't um, know what this show is about, here is how it works. Uh, essentially, I take stories from the news, from blog sites, from, uh, you know, podcast ideas, from 
stories that you guys send me. Um, and I pull ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and entrepreneurs and we discuss them. Okay. So this is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. Ask your questions. Give your comments as long as they're respectful. I will be asking you to put some emojis and put some um, in the uh, in the comment box. I'm going to be asking your opinions on things, you know, and I'm going to be quizzing you. So I want you guys to pay attention, all right? Unless you're driving, keep them hands on the wheel. You know, you, we want Jesus to take the wheel, but we got to we got to put our hands on the wheel too, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, don't don't mind my corny jokes. All right, but um, that is, that is enough intro for y'all. Let's get started with our show, okay? So uh, the first thing, before we even get into our stories, I want to remind you guys that this month we have been covering Dunn's numbers. What is a Dunn's number, you might ask? Tonight I'm going to give you a quick overview. A Dunn's number is a nine-digit identification number that is assigned to you by Dunn's and Bradstreet, um, an organization that basically monitors businesses' uh, financial transactions all over the world, okay? Dunn's numbers are necessary if you want to have an app in the iOS space. You need a Dunn's number if you want to get your stuff in a Target. You need a Dunn's number if you want to get a business credit card if or if you want to get a loan for your business. Uh, there, there are many reasons why you need a Dunn's number, um, that it's not exhaustive, but you know, there are certain things that it is absolutely necessary for you to have one. And those are the main ones. Now, one thing that, um, Dunn's numbers used to be used for that they are not used for anymore. is federal contracting. Dunn's numbers used to be the de facto number that the federal government went to when they wanted to, um, you know, uh, when they wanted people to bid for Dunn's numbers, but they are no longer doing that. They have started issuing their own number. Hey, Inertius Root, um, issuing their own number called the SAMI number. So Dunn's numbers are no longer required uh, for for federal contracting, but if you had a Dunn's number already, they will automatically issue you your SAMI number, okay? So that is just a quick overview of Dunn's numbers, what they are, why you need them, and what they do and don't cover. If you need a Dunn's number, make sure that you go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and pick up the Dunn's number video training today, all right? Okay, but let's get to our stories now. Okay, uh, first story that we are talking about is, hey, Margaret, how you doing, doll? Is uh, a, a platform that is near and dear to my heart. YouTube. Uh, Margaret, you know what YouTube is. We all know what YouTube is. Um, I don't think there's anybody, is there anybody in the world who doesn't know what YouTube is? Maybe like, you know, those indigenous tribes that, that, that don't use modern technology, but pretty much anybody living in, you know, the modern world knows what YouTube is, right? Um, and you know, it's used all over the world. People post all types of content, but because of intellectual property, yeah, uh, Margaret said it, LOL, yep. Uh, but because of intellectual property, YouTube has been kind of a minefield for content creators lately. Um, you know, you might shoot a whole video and then you upload it and then the next day you get an email from YouTube saying that there's a copyright claim on your video you know, and they're going to either take it down or block it. Okay. This has happened to me. I have a specific 
broadcast that um, I know the exact song I was playing, Rihanna's Disturbia in the background, and YouTube picked it up, and that video is flagged in my video history. So if they, if they ever monetize my channel, I will never be able to make money from that particular video, right? So this is something that has been happening to content creators all over YouTube, and, and people have been trying to figure it out. And, you know, trying all manner of things. Well, YouTube is trying to help out content creators um, by creating a, they have created a checks um, program uh, so that you can basically, so that you don't have to wait until you've done all the work and put up your video and then you get the copyright claim after it's already out there, okay? So YouTube Checks is um, a function that tells the creator ahead of time if their video contains copyrighted material. So before you even hit upload, or, uh, you know, when, um, I don't know if you've ever watched your videos upload if you put them on YouTube like I do. So what I do is I download these broadcasts, um, onto my tablet and then I upload it into YouTube. Uh, and then YouTube, you know, it uploads it and then it processes it. So what YouTube's checks is going to do is those videos that we're uploading or that we're broadcasting, it's going to go through it. It's going to check through it. And if there are any potential flags, it's going to give you a warning ahead of time before it's done uploading. And it's going to say, Hey girl, we just checked this over and we found some copyrighted material here, here, and here. What you want to do about it, okay? And then from there, you can, you know, either uh, take down the video or you can submit a, um, or you can basically fight the copyright claim if it's something that you created. Uh, but yeah, so YouTube is trying to make life easier for content creators on, um, on YouTube. And for me, as someone who does upload videos on a pretty consistent basis, and y'all know I like to play my music in the background, you know, um, sometimes I don't know how loud it is. So it, it, it would really help me to know whether or not, you know, I, I need to turn the volume down a little bit. Um, but Margaret, do you think that this is a helpful tool from YouTube or do you think they could have done something else? I want to know your opinion. It's you and me, girl, tonight. It's just me and you. <laughs> okay. But yeah, what do you think about this YouTube Checks tool that they have unveiled? Do you think it's going to help content creators? Do you think that it, that it's worth uh, worth the investment? Or should YouTube have gone, may, maybe put their money into something else? Maybe getting some type of blanket license. I don't know. Margaret said it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing, too. I'm sure that there are going to be tweaks to it going down the road. You know, the, the first the first draft is never the final draft. So we are, so I look forward to seeing what YouTube Checks does for us in the future. All right? Okay. Um, for those of you who may not know, you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through, usually, Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Today is a makeup show because I missed Monday. Um, I'm here to help you with all of your startup needs, your startup legal needs. Oh, hold on. Margaret said my granddaughter called and I missed what you were saying. Uh, just now I, I was, I was just, um, refreshing the show. 
Margaret. Yeah, so, um, I'm sorry, where was I? Oh yeah, I was reminding you guys about the show. Yes, I'm here for all of your startup needs. So if you are in the startup phase of business or you've got a business idea and you need somebody to help you, you know, get it together, I'm your girl. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Connect with me. Set up a free consultation. Download the free biz launch cheat sheet. Can't wait to hear from you, okay? Um, all right, moving on to our next story of the evening. Margaret, are you a fan of... Uh, or were you a fan, I should say, of Kobe Bryant? Were you a fan of Kobe Bryant? Um, and the other per, uh, yeah. Um, so as you all know, last year, early last year, uh, Kobe Bryant and one of his daughters unfortunately passed away in a plane crash. Um, and since then, you know, there's been kind of a scramble to secure names and trademarks and things like that. Um, but a story came up today and, um, it made, you know, my eyebrow turn up a little because I remember hearing something about this a little, you know, further back, but I thought it had been resolved. Um, what? My own oh, no, Margaret, I was asking if you, um, Margaret, I was asking if you were a fan of Kobe Bryant. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so apparently Vanessa Bryant and, you know, all of the many lawyers that help her handle her late husband's estate, they have recently filed a trademark application for Mamba and Mambasita. Now we all know that Kobe Bryant was known as a black Mamba, um, or was, or Mamba, he was known as Black Mamba or Mamba, I can't, I can't remember. Either way, his name contained Mamba in it, right? Um, and I remember some time ago reading about Kobe Bryant in a legal battle with another business over trademarking Black Mamba. Um, but, uh, apparently that's been settled and Vanessa Bryant and, you know, all of the other people involved with Kobe Bryant's estate are trademarking the names Mamba and Mambasita. Uh, now this, uh, they plan on using it for clothing, apparently. Um, this is along with applications that have been put forth for Mamba Sports Academy, Lady Mambas, and Lil Mambas. Now, if you don't know what Mambasita is, Mambasita was the nickname that Kobe Bryant had for his daughter, Gianna, who passed away, um, in the plane crash with him. Um, but, uh, the thing is, I, I thought this had been resolved. I didn't realize that these things had been, had not been trademarked yet. Right. Um, but what I, what I want to know from you guys is why do you think, like, why do you, in this, in this particular instance, right, we talk about trademarks benefiting us. How is trademarking the, these two names, Mamba and Mambasita, how is that going to benefit Vanessa Bryant, her other daughters, the Kobe Bryant estate? Why are trademarks important in a situation like this? How is securing a trademark going to help a, a, a family that has lost, you know, a family member, Right? Because what can they do with this trademark? What is it going to do for them? I want you guys to put it in concrete terms. I always give it to you 
you know, kind of the crux, but I, I want, I'm pulling it out today. I mean, y'all, y'all be answering anyway, but, um, you guys have good insight, but where, if a family, let's, if, 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 uh, if a famous family member has passed away, how do trademarks help you? Hi, Cynthia39, right? Cynthia39, um, I, I believe you're a basketball fan. Are you a, and are you a Kobe fan as well? Uh, because, uh, we're covering our second story and I'm finding out that, uh, Vanessa Bryant is, or whoever is handling Kobe Bryant's estate, they have just filed the application for Mamba and Mambasita to trademark them. Hi, oh, Nikki B. Um, uh, now they have trademarked this for clothing. Now, 76 Grimke sent this to me in my DMs, and when I read it, I was like, I remember Kobe having a legal issue with, with trademarking and fighting someone trying to trademark Black Mamba a while ago, but for some reason, I thought it had been resolved, but Mamba and Mamba seats apparently hadn't been, and they are now filing applications for Mamba and Mamba Sita for clothing. Um, and again, they have three other trademarks that they have filed, Lil Mambas, Lady Mambas, and Mamba Sports Academy. But, um, what I'm asking you guys is, in this type of situation where a loved one, a famous loved one has passed away, what is the point of trademarking these nicknames? How does the family benefit? How do they benefit? What can they do? Give me concrete examples. I don't just want the theory. What are they going to do with the name? Hi, Zephyrina. What are they going to do with the trademarks for Mamba and Mamba Sita? How is that going to continue the uh, Bryant legacy? How is that going to provide for, you know, the remaining family members? Yeah, it was a pharmaceutical company since day 39. Um, they wanted to trademark Black Mamba. And I don't know why there was even the fight because they were, they were in two totally different, um, two totally different, uh, industries. But yeah, okay. So if you guys are a little bit stumped on the question and how to answer it. So because, you know, um, hey, hey, hun, because, um, they're going to trademark Mamba and Mambasita. They're going to be able to create merchandise. They're going to be able to, you know, have programming that will benefit the family so they can make money. Trademarks can provide for your family after you're gone. It's like insurance, right? So now it would have been better had it been done prior to Kobe Bryant's death. And of course we wouldn't have had Gianna's because who's going to do, going to do that for a child. But, um, yeah, with these trademarks, we know how many people love Kobe. We know how many people are fans of his. So this is going to be a very lucrative, yes, um, Margaret, make money. This is going to be a very lucrative for the family so they can continue to sustain themselves, right? So this is a gift, you know, even from the beyond that Kobe's name is so great. His nickname is so great that his family can, you know, trademark it and make money from it. This is why it's important to really step into your brand, be your brand, know your brand, let, you know, separate yourself, make it unique. When people think of Mamba, especially in basketball, they think of Kobe. All right. 
So this is why it's important to, you know, really establish yourself. Okay. All right. Moving on to our last story of the evening. If you have heard of Peppa Pig, please give me a pig emoji. Oh, uh, Sincithor Knight said, uh, going back to our previous story, Sincithor Knight said, I think Kobe was starting his own clothing and sneaker line. I don't doubt that. Um, Sincithor Knight said, then the accident. I don't doubt that. Yeah, I think Kobe was really setting himself up for passive income, you know, that he could make. All right. Since C39 has has heard of Peppa Pig, Lauren has heard of Peppa Pig, Margaret has heard of Peppa Pig. Okay. Um, Can one of you explain to me what Peppa Pig is? Now, I know that she is a character for children, but does she do anything special? The only things I've heard about Peppa Pig are that she's British and she's rude. So what else do I need to know about Peppa Pig? And I'm, I'm assuming if you know who Peppa Pig is or you have any intimate knowledge of Peppa Pig, you have children <laughs> and young children at that. Um, but yeah, let, t- give me, thank you, Zephyrina. Give me the scoop on Peppa Pig. Do parents like her? All I have heard about her is that she's British and she's rude. Um, Lauren said she does not do anything special and that's some... Um, and that's some sit-up? What? Oh, you have grandkids? Okay. Okay. Well, um, Margaret says she doesn't know what she's about. Well, you, you know, she's rude. Lord says she's rude. Okay. So she's a character for children. Hi, Smith Legal Solutions. Oh, y'all, Smith Legal Solutions just popped into, um, into the broadcast, right? Uh, if you are, um, now, you know, I talk about trademarks and stuff, but if you don't want to learn the process of trademarking, you just want an attorney to do it for you. Check out my girl, Smith Legal Solutions. Okay. She's going to get you right. You don't even got to have to worry about nothing. Um, I have a couple comments here. Zephyrina said, I never let my child watch Peppa Pig when he was young. (laughs) Okay. So I'm guessing that parents don't really like Peppa, right? But we know who Peppa Pig is out here in these streets. She's got street cred, right? So much that people want to sell Peppa Pig merchandise. Um, and it costs somebody in China. So there is a company called Chen in China, and they were selling Peppa Pig LED lamps. Uh, the, um, they, they were calling the lamps Peppa Pig. I, I didn't see any pictures. I don't know if they were, you know, decorated with Peppa Pig. I can assume that they are. Um, but they were using the Peppa Pig name to sell these LED lamps. Now, here's the problem. Peppa Pig doesn't have a registered trademark in China, right? But they went to China and they said, hey, China, we're we're the the company that made Peppa Pig and we have worldwide renown. Kids all over the world know who we are. And you have this company here, Chen, that is selling fake Peppa Pig merch. They don't have our permission. Can you please tell them to stop? So, the Chinese um, Intellectual Property Court, they went after this company, and this company now, um, and the court the court agreed with the company that uh, started Peppa Pig, E1. They said, you know what? Yes, Peppa Pig, you've been out here. You have earned the right to your name. 
so the chi- the Chinese Intellectual Property Court they um, charged this company and they ran they they assessed judgment against them and they now have to pay the E1 company that owns Peppa Pig for the equivalent of four thousand six hundred and thirteen dollars for selling these fake Peppa Pig lamps. So I want to know from you guys. Do you think that this was a fair verdict? This um, this company in China has to pay the Peppa Pig people $4,613 for selling um, unauthorized Peppa Pig LED lamps. Is a $4,600 judgment enough? Do you think it should have been more? Do you think it should have been less? Let me know what you think. Sincere 39 said, that's it? Question mark. Yeah, that's it. They said four. Now, um, in the verdict, in Chinese money, it's like 30,000 yuan or whatever. Um, but when you do the conversion, it comes out to 4,613 U.S. dollars. Okay? Um, I don't know if that makes a difference for you, Sincere 39. But does anybody think that that's a fair, a fair judgment? Is it too much? Is it too little? What do you guys think about it? I have no idea how much they made since since C39 asked how much they made. I don't know. They didn't tell us. They just said that they were selling knockoff lamps. That's it. All the information that we have is that they sold knockoff lamps, Peppa Pig sued, and they have to pay the equivalent of $4,613. So since C39, since you're asking all of these questions, I'm assuming that you think the, uh, yeah, all right, you just said it, that, that you think it's, it's small. It's a small verdict. Uh, Lauren said, I think it's very small, but it sounds like they're trying to give them some sort of a break. Zephyrina said it's fair. Um, Margaret Massey said, that's it. Maybe Peppa isn't that valuable. (laughs) Okay. So we've got some people who are saying it's not enough sincere, sincere, they're not outright said it's not enough. And we've got some people saying that it's fair. Lauren said they might've been trying to give this company a break. We don't know how many lamps they, they, they sold. Maybe they sold five. Maybe they sold 500. Who knows? Either way, they still have to run Peppa Pig her money. Um, you know, because you know, a doll's got to (laughs) eat. All right. So, uh, yeah. So those were the stories that I wanted to share with you today. If you have any questions you want to um, talk about, you want to ask me, now's the time. I'll give you about two minutes to do those. We have today's stories. We talked about YouTube's new tool that they have rolled out that is going to let you know ahead of time if your, um, if your upload, if your video, um, violates any copyrights before you upload it, as opposed to you getting an email the next day. We talked about Kobe Bryant's family, uh, finally trademarking Mamba and Mambasita. And we talked about Peppa Pig getting her money in China. So if you have questions on those stories, now is the time to ask. Also, if you have any questions on business formation, like articles of incorporation, EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, brand protection strategies, trademarks, copyrights, patents, uh, contracts, hiring, hiring and training strategies. Now, um, is the time to ask if not, we will close out for the week. We will be back here Monday night at eight o'clock. If you find any stories, um, (laughs) you love my titles. Thank you. (laughs) I try to be creative with them.
Um, yeah. But we'll be back on Monday with, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with uh, more stories. If you find anything, send them to my DMs. You know I love it when you send me stories. Make sure you're booking your one-on-one sessions. Go grab your show merch. All of that is available at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Make sure that you have subscribed to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that you can catch up on the show at your leisure. I must, I have to have at least 350 videos on there, and I'm sure you haven't watched every single one. So go on ahead and go give your girl some views. Y'all know I'm trying to get that YouTube shmoney, okay? Um, no, since the third night, you know I don't do the show on Fridays. I have never done the show on Fridays. Um, yes. Or have I? Did I do shows on Fridays? I don't even remember. Anyway, uh, but yes, have a good weekend, everybody. Thank you, um, Smith Legal Solutions. Go check out my girl, Smith Legal Solutions, okay? She's a trademark attorney. Um, take care of yourself. Oh, Lauren had a question. I'm sorry, honey. Lauren said, is it better to have an LLC or a DBA? Now, if you're, Lauren, if you're saying DBA, I'm assuming that you're just using your social security number. You can have an LLC, um, okay. Oh, it's, uh, okay, Margaret, it's linktr.ee forward slash NPL consulting firm. I'll put it in the box. Lauren, give me one second. I'm going to answer your question, okay? I'm going to write it in the box. Um, DBA. Now, you can have a DBA and still, hold on, I'm sorry. I'm trying to multitask and it's not working. There we go. Okay. All right. So Lauren, back to your question. If you uh, are saying DBA as in, you know, you're working as a sole proprietorship and you're just submitting to the state and saying, you know, I don't want to go under my name, Lauren Murray. I want to be known as, you know, I don't know, Lala LLC uh, or, you know, or Lala Enterprises. Um, that is not, that's not a, an avenue that I would recommend because you're putting yourself personally at risk for any, for any, um, what you call that? What you call that? For any risk that your business takes on. An LLC, you create that to, to create separation between your business finances and your personal finances. Now, when you have your LLC, you can have your official name and then you can have like, you know, your business nickname, right? Your trade name. Um, but if you're talking about a DBA as in just doing a sole proprietorship, an LLC is always the better one because you want the business structure that's going to give you the most separation between your personal finances and your business finances. Okay. All right. I hope that answers your question. All right. So I will leave you all here. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you Monday. Bye-bye.